Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only. Please gamble responsibly. This is Coon Cassis for IFLTV. Delighted to be joined in person by Eddie Hearn. Feels like I haven't been here for a while. It's not the first time this year, is it? No. No. Is it? What is that? Wall Street Memes Casino is our sponsor. Okay. How are you? How are you? You've been busy, haven't you? Yes, it's been a busy start to the year. Montreal, Belfast, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Indigo this Saturday. Back to the famous scenes of the IFL night. And um, yeah, big run coming up. Um, O2 this Saturday, Mexico next week. Now that we're not over for Furiusic with Opatar and Cordina. Um, Ray Ford fights for the week, the world title the week after. Small matter of AJ against Ngannou the week after that. And yeah, big run coming up. Okay, well look, there's only one place to start. And... No sarcasm, okay. absolutely not. No, I was going to talk about um, John Ryder, yep. um, a wonderful... 14-year professional mm. career came to an end yesterday when he announced his retirement, obviously off the back of the loss to Jaime Mungaya. Um, Jaime Mungaya? Mungia. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, oh God. You had to ruin that, didn't you? It's not all about oh, you, it's I've about never, John Ryder. I've never heard him called Jaime Mungaya before, quite honestly. But, listen, whatever. Maybe they, maybe what, that's what they do in Wickford. I don't know. Shout out, Wickford. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think... The perfect time for John. Obviously, we think we thought he'd beat Jaime Mungaya, but he'd just come into the back end of his career. Who knows if he would have beat him in his prime, which was only you know, probably a couple of fights ago. But I think when you look at John's career, the first time that I met him was when I went down to the Gator Gym. I don't know if you remember that in Hainal. We did No Ordinary Life oh, featuring Eddie yeah, Hearn and John Ryder, was there? How stupid of me. Um, how could I forget No Ordinary Life? And 
by the way, how funny was No Ordinary Life? Where you're like, if you haven't seen No Ordinary Life of Eddie Hearn, <laughs> you go to me, you pulled up to my house, and you're like, right, what I'll do, mate, is I'll knock on the door, and you come out the front door, and you be like, oh, hello. Oh, it's a day in the life of Eddie Hearn. That's so cringe. Anyway, and went down the gate to gym, and obviously we were working with or trying to work with Darren Barker. And Tony Sims told me about John Ryder and said, look, he's a good young fighter if you could get him some opportunities, etc." And I'll be honest with you, I, I think the prospects for John Ryder or the hope would, would be that he would go on and win area titles and hopefully challenge for the British title and stuff like that. And I think what he's achieved is incredible, you know, and he's, he's done it because he's worked his nuts off. Tony's done a great job and, you know, when you look at the career, really, it could have ended a long time ago. Like, he lost four razor-tight decisions and none of them went his way. The Rocky Fielding fight, the Billy Joe Saunders fight, the Jack Armfield fight, the Callum Smith fight, and not one of those decisions actually went his way. And after that, like, all I've ever wanted for John, I never looked at John and thought, you're going to go and win unified world titles and I just wanted him to make a nice few quid so that he could leave the sport and say I'm good do you know what I mean get himself a nice house and just you know leave the sport with something because so many people leave the sport without something and then when I got him the Danny Jacobs fight at Alexandra Palace I was so happy because the payday was good but it was like it was a big name and that's what he wanted and I didn't think I wasn't sure if he'd win that fight and he won the fight then I thought what a touch he's now going to walk himself into a massive payday he's beat Daniel Jacobs etc and it just didn't come and it was really frustrating and then of course the opportunity came up to fight for the interim world title against Zach Parker Frank Warren made an offer we accepted it it was a good little payday for him and he went over and he stopped Zach Parker and then he got the Canelo Alvarez fight which was obviously the jackpot in front of 70,000 in Guadalajara and did really well um, and earned himself another big fight headline against Jaime Mungaya um, for another nice few quid. And, you know, that's the most pleasing thing for me. Healthy, happy, got his money. And I think, you know, unless one of those decisions went his way, you know, maybe the Callum won, a, you know, at that point to become world champion, I don't think he could have got a lot more out of the sport. And I think when you look at yourself in the mirror, and so I couldn't have done any more. That's nice, because I think when your time is up, it's very difficult to leave the sport and leave that buzz. But I think when he looks back, he's happy, he's content. And that's, that's a lovely, lovely thing. And now he'll join Tony Sims um, as an assistant trainer. And I think he'll really add a lot to young fighters and champions, and I think he'll be a really good trainer. Yeah, when I look at his career and what you've done um, for him in that career, I look at it and I think he's probably one of the few fighters I don't really think you could have done any more for. No, it was just the period from Daniel Jacobs to Zach. We got there in the end, but that was... And I was, I was working my nuts off to try and get John the shot because I think, thought he deserved it. I wanted him to get the money. I never really thought we'd get the Canelo Alvarez fight. So that was a major result, um, but he deserved it. And probably my favourite John Ryder night was when he beat Bilal Akaway in Las Vegas for the interim world title. It's quite early in the night, but he was he basically brought in to lose by Golden Boy that night. Wasn't Akaway a replacement for someone else he was meant to fight on that card? Uh, 
Was that right or not? Yeah, but Ackaway was their young, unbeaten prospect. Like, yeah. can't, I can't remember. It was a good point. One of the first you've made. And um, he battered him. Battered him. And that was a massive win for him. Massive. That was so sweet. Um, Zach Parker win was very sweet as well. Patrick Nielsen won. Patrick Nielsen in the World Boxing Super Series on the card. That was another beautiful win. So, yeah, had some great wins. And he's going to go into training now, which will be interesting yeah. to see, obviously. And he's a gooner. Yeah, why, why does that matter? Well, you're a gooner, aren't you? Yeah, I know. But... All right. Yeah, he's a gooner. It's good. Um, right, let's talk about kind of the weekend. Mm. Just gone. Um, what are you doing? Oh, I've got to reposition you right there. Hold on. get comfortable. It's not great for the jawline. Oh. It's not great for the jawline, is it? It's all right. You look all right. You're on men's health. Chill. Um, so I know you spoke to Colm about your kind of initial reaction to this um, whole... Did you say Colm? Colm. But if it was Colm, wouldn't it be C-O-L-U-M-N? Like Colm. Like a Colm? Yeah. Like a Rowan Colm? Yeah. Isn't his name C-O-L-M? His name is pronounced Colm. Yeah, but is it C-O-L-M? Yes. So he's Colm. No, his name's Colm. Just because you're pronouncing it as that doesn't mean if that... his name was Colm, it would be C-O-L-U-M-N. Colm. It's C-O-L-M. There is only one way that can be pronounced, and that is Colm. I feel this is a you and him problem. Like... Oh, no, I'm just going to refer to him as Colm. Okay, Colm. Anyway... You spoke to him, actually the first, I think you spoke to him first, about that news that broke out. Imagine if, imagine if, um, imagine if Colm, yeah. imagine his first name was Colm, and his last name was Mungaya. And he would be Colm Mungaya. <laughs> what? Colm Mungaya? Yeah, no, it's just the two names you got wrong. Go on, carry on, yeah. Oh, very funny. Conor Ben, yeah. So from the weekend, uh, we'll come on to Conor Ben in a second because there's a lot to talk about there. But the, the Fury situation, which you addressed, but on the Saturday, obviously, it was quite surreal to see this um, interview that was airing in front of us with um, Turkey Al Sheikh, Fury, Aegis Klimas, and Alexander Usek at the same time. I'm sure, like, you probably wasn't watching it while it was live because you had a show on, but... That was quite crazy, that whole situation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I think that His Excellency just does things differently. Like I've been involved with fights now with His Excellency where, like, look at Joshua Ngannou. He just announced it himself on the Ariel Hawani show. So he is a smart thinker and will just decide, right, we're going to do that. And it just happens straight away. So the next thing, they're all on a Zoom on Ariel Hawani having a massive argument. Turkey Al Sheikh's throwing a few punches. Do you see? I like it. But he's like, it's, it's energising. And he th they did really well to deal with it head on. I think that's the most important thing. But also, more importantly, get the new date locked in. So people can't say, oh, will it happen now? I don't think it'll happen. When's it going to happen? Will he be ready? Bang. May the 18th. That's the date. And... It's a 10 million forfeit. Yeah. Great. But it's a night. Listen, it's a nightmare. People don't realise a lot of money gets spent on a fight without the fight even taking place. Do you know what I mean? 
flights are booked, hotels are booked, most of them non-refundable. And I know that people say, well, it's, money's not as much of an objective out there. It still is. You, you're still suffering huge losses when a fight falls through so close, especially a fight of that magnitude. So it's a disaster for everyone. But I'm just pleased it was dealt with nice and quick. And, and on we go for March 18th. What is from, my, yeah, from my point of view, just disappointed, obviously, for Jai Pataya and Joe Caldina because they have to wait a little bit longer. But unfortunately, it's boxing. So to our understanding, it's the replica card that will go on May 18th plus another fight. As I understand it, yeah, definitely the, the fights will be moved to that card. And then I think he said Hergovic. there's another fight. Is it, well, is it going to be Hergovic? Uh, could be. I mean, you know, if they want AJ to fight, obviously if he beats Ngannou to fight Hergovic, does, do you want to wait another two months till Hergovic fights? I don't know. Does Hergovic fight on May the 8th? I saw Daniel Dubois call out yesterday. Love it. Um, good fight. Really good fight. And I think if Hergovic does fight, I think they'll want him to be in a real fight, and rightfully so. What did you think about the bitter exchange between Igus Klimas, Alexander Usyk's manager, and Tyson Fury? That was a bit of a feisty one. Yeah, I like it. I liked it. I think it's all great. You know, I said to His Excellency the other day, this fight is much bigger now. Agreed? Like, yeah. there, was two weeks, yes. there was two weeks to go. It came around very quick, that fight. And now you've got a bigger build-up, more controversy, more drama, more beef. So we ne you never want a delay, but the fact is it will be bigger on May the 18th than it would have been on February the 17th. And obviously the cut's got to heal up and et cetera, et cetera. Enough time on that for you? Yeah. I mean, Fury looks in great shape. So hopefully he stays training. I think he's flown back and then he'll fly back to Saudi. But if I was him, I'd be keeping him. Obviously, he'll need it's too much time just to train all the way through. But you don't want to be putting on 10 pounds, 12 pounds, 40. Like, he's done a lot of good work there. If I'm on the team, I'm saying, all right, just a little couple of weeks and let's just get back to Saudi. Start, keep ticking over, keep training, you know, and even improve the condition he's in already. For the cut, I mean, I would say he could spar again. Where are we now? Early Feb. I would say he could spar in comfortably in six weeks' time. Middle of March. He's only going to need four or five weeks of sparring, really. I mean, he, he probably has just done four or five weeks of sparring. It's not like Fury's needs six, seven weeks of sparring. As long as he's fit and ready, I think the cut will be fine. Mm. But I'm saying it will be fine to fight. It's a weak spot. I mean, that, that scar tissue is where the Wallin cut happened. I think there was two cuts there. This one looks like it's in the middle. So, you know, whether you're Usyk thinking about that or not. Um, but it's definitely... I feel like there's a lot more narrative in the fight now. I know it's undisputed, so you don't necessarily need it. But I think it's wound Usyk up. I think he's got the bit between his teeth. You know now Fury was in great shape. He's bang up for it. And if I'm Fury right now, I'm just fucking doubling down. I'm just calling everyone, every name under the sun. I'm going on Instagram every day and just telling everyone, you're all dossers and I'm going to smash him up. And the Ukrainian, what does he call him? Rabbit or something. Just, I'd just go for it now. Plenty of bad blood. Let's make the fight as big as possible. 
what do you think about the criticism he got initially when that fight was announced? Obviously, it did taper down a lot after that interview went out, but Fury come under fire a bit when that was initially called off on the Friday. I, look, I found myself defending him, really, for the first time in my life. And look, he's talked a lot of shit over the years. So people tend not to believe everything he says. And, but when, like, you, you would have to suggest that he's asked someone to cut his eye open to force him out of the fight, which is the most ridiculous thing. But Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the problem, you know, this is like social media and, oh, I spoke to someone and someone, I spoke to someone and someone told me that so-and-so, oh my God, 100 retweets, next thing, that's the new narrative. It's all bollocks. Like, the fact is... How fucking ridiculous is that suggestion, though, that a fighter at that level or whoever would... Don't forget, when David Hay got cut when he was supposed to fight Fury, Fury suggested... He was promoting that, wasn't he? No. Uh, I was doing the undercard. I was involved. involved in that, 100%. Yeah, I was doing Hay Fury. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was doing... Yeah. Isn't that the first time you met Tyson at that presser? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was involved with that, wasn't I? Oh, mega. Um, and Fury said that Hay cut himself deliberately to get out of the fight. So... So Hay could have his say or have his comments if that was said to him. Everybody, when something like that happens, everyone's gutted. Emotions are high. And I said, Fury in the past has said a lot of things that haven't materialised or haven't. So there is that a little bit of not mistrust from people, but whatever. But no, absolutely um, didn't cut himself open to avoid the fight. And I think he's, you know, I think Fury, Fury is a real boxing guy, boxing aficionado, whatever you want to say. 
you, you know he doesn't, you know, he's, um, he's not bothered about the belts and the undisputed. He is. Like, this is a fight to establish him as a great. And I believe that's really important to him. I think he's, he makes out it's not. But when you speak to the guy and you, you realise how much he knows about boxing and how much of a boxing fanatic he is, I know that this fight is, is massive to him. So I expect him to come ready for the fight. And I want him to win, you know. Personally, I, I really like Usyk and, and Alex and those guys. But selfishly, for AJ and for us, I want him to win the fight. And, and he's British. So I ain't going to go against a Brit, but I think, um, I think he'll have a real hunger to win this fight. And I think the criticism he's got through this will just spur him on to train even harder. And I think he'll be at his very best that he can be for this fight. When you hear Turkey Alal Sheikh mention about this forfeit and if uh, something happens to Usek in that fight, then it will be Fury, anti Joshua, etc. Usek? Alexander Usek. Usik. Usik. Yeah, not Usek. Usik. Correct. The things happen in phrase. What? Oh, right. Oh, right okay. Usek, Column and Mungaya. Yeah. One hell of a dinner party. This is, this is a top tier boxing journalist who basically doesn't know the name of a pound for pound, arguably number one, one of the biggest stars in American boxing and one of his own employees. Ian Lewinson. What? That's what you kept calling oh him. God. That's what hey, you kept calling him. Wait, wait. No, no, hold on, no. Wait, no. Hold on. No. Ian Lewinson. So you have just gone back, right, to Dillian White against Ian Lewinson. 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 Yeah. Ian Lewinson. So you've just pulled me up on something. I said... 10 years ago on an undercard in Glasgow. Wow. I've got fucking receipts, mate. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, when you hear that, what are you thinking? I can't even remember what we were hearing. I was Usyk. talking... Alexander Usyk. Said, no, he didn't say that. His Excellency, mm -hmm. Turkey, oh, yeah. Al Sheikh, said Sorry. that if one of the fighters was to pull out or mm. not be ready for the 18th, then if it was Usyk... Yeah. It would be anti Joshua that was coming yeah. in. I mean, has that been discussed with you? Obviously, it must have. We're just, we're just, we're all in. Whatever they say, we're doing. I mean, in that respect, of fighting for the the world heavyweight title, the undisputed championship, the unified world championship, we're just in. So, I think the ten million penalty is probably because if I'm sick, I'm saying I want to fight on February seventeenth. I'm not waiting. I don't believe this guy's going to fight, and His Excellency, I've got guarantees that this guy will fight. And if he's not, you get 10 million. It's pretty fair. Fair dinkum, mate. Let's hope it doesn't come to that because we want to see the fight on May the 18th. Um, does it delay anything in your kind of well, yeah, future yeah. planning for Joshua? Because obviously that fight happens in May. If they have a second fight that happen at some point later on in the year, then it kind of, there's yeah, a little I mean, bit of a delay there. Timing worked perfectly for AJ to stop and Garner, Fury to win. And then we appreciate there's this fight and this rematch, but you know how things are going to go. Come on. You know how His Excellency moves. And when the biggest fight in the history of the sport is in front of you to make, I'm sure he'll find a way to keep everybody happy and make that fight. 
but it's irrelevant right now. We need that fight to happen. And obviously now that fight's happening over two months after our fight. So it sounds like it's more likely that AJF triumphant will fight Filip Hergovic for the world title, which is fine. And then we'll fight the winner of Fury Usyk, whatever. I mean, honestly, AJ is just like, sign me up to everything. I am going to beat everyone. Exciting times. Okay, let's talk about Conor Ben. So, points win at the weekend. I know you've already spoken to Colm about this um, in Las Vegas. But a lot has happened, or not happened, over the last mm. few days. So, let's talk about something that seems like it's very unrealistic to happen. But, you'll tell us differently or agree. Javonte Davis against Conor Ben. Mm. Talk to me. Well, firstly, it was good to get in the winning column. For, uh, in that performance and I thought it was a solid performance tough Dobson smart and Connor's fighting a lot of bigger guys now like Dobson is a 154 pounder um, Orozco was really a 160 pounder so he's not really fighting guys down at 147 um, but good to get the 12 rounds not his greatest performance one sec this is important Put it up a bit. I don't want to be slouched for this because we're about to get serious. Um, not his greatest performance, but solid. And now we look at what's next. What happened was a lot of people watched that fight in America, in the UK. And from that, we saw every man and his dog Call out Errol Spence, uh, call out Conor Ben. Errol Spence, Adrian Broner, Javonte Davis, and Chris Eubank put something out, but obviously don't worry about him. Josh Kelly. I mean, all the domestic 147 pounders, American 147 pounders. So now we're in a golden position where maybe they saw the performance and thought, oh, you know, I fancy that. And Conor Ben brings a huge amount of noise and a big payday for these guys. So they're all going to call his name. When you talk about the Javonta Davis fight, I admit, when, that, when I first saw the back and forward on social media, I thought, Javonta Davis, like... And then I started thinking to myself, clearly, Javonta Davis has got a problem with his setup. He's not getting a fight. He's not getting a date. He hasn't got one, right? And he's waiting on one. So he's looking to make his move. He will think that Conor Ben is easy money, easy night's work, because he rates himself as a pound for pound, and so do I. I think he's unbelievable. Conor Ben is so up for the Javonte Davis fight, I can't even begin to tell you. And we know it's a tough fight, but... The one thing Conor Ben has on Javonte, which he hasn't had with his opponents recently, or Eubank and Smith and Brooke, is size. Right? When I start thinking about how exciting that fight can be, the narrative of that fight, the build-up of that fight, the fact that Javonte Davis is a huge star in America, Conor Ben is making his way in America, but he's a massive name over here. 
that's a huge pay-per-view on both sides of the, the Atlantic. And I know that Conor Ben is not yet a huge American name. But, mate, when you start telling the story of Conor Ben, the legacy, the history, the controversy, and you throw that into a Javonta Davis fight, you've got a big fight there. So we've been running the numbers with zone over the last couple of days, and today I will be presenting an offer to Javonta Davis. No doubt it'll appear on your social media later when he screenshots it. Yeah, DMs, yes. yeah. Which, you know, if he chooses to do that, it's fine, but I want to try and make the fight. I don't want to talk about these. I'm not going to tell you what the offer is and call him out on it. I'm going to talk privately. I want to make the fight. I appreciate it's not the Ryan Garcia fight, but it's still a lot of money for a fight that I think he thinks is an easy night's work. So your original point of, come on, that's not really going to happen, is something that I thought initially, and I'm not saying the fight's going to happen, but I can see an opportunity to make it, and I think it's a cracker. So that right now is our first choice, that fight. All right, could you tell us then, after the Ryan Garcia fight, could it be his next best pay, payday? Uh, I don't know what he got for other fights, but I would, I would think so. Or up there. I mean, listen, he made a lot of money against Ryan Garcia. Congratulations. And it ain't going to be that kind of... I mean, unless it does 1.3 million pay-per-view buys, which, after this build-up, who knows? But, um, yeah, I just, I just think sometimes fights like that, just, you know, if he's looking for a fight and he's looking for a date and that's there, let's do it. Ready to go. Okay, so like watch this way. I love it. I'm just very sceptical about it. But anyway. But when, when you say sceptical, why would you be sceptical, right? Is it because you don't think the money is enough? I mean, that, The same reason you initially doubted when you saw the exchange, yeah. probably for those reasons. The only, the only way this fight doesn't happen is if Javonta looks at the offer and goes, no, I, I want to make more money and I can get more money elsewhere, which I get and I respect that. So I'm not saying, come on, Javonta, sign the contract, but we're going to do our very best and it's going to be a lot of money. But he might not think it's a lot of money, but it will be a lot of money. Okay. Who am I? Show me the money. Uh, Come on. I want to hear it. Yeah, I want uh, I I I I to hear it. I want you to hear it. Yeah, I know. Um, you are an absolute melt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, so, done. I'm, the, I'm, I'm done. What do you mean? We're moving on now. Why? Are you talking about Eubank? Absolutely. No. Eddie, you did like a public message, yeah, which like, he responded to quite comically, which suggests that you're not obviously offering enough money. Yes. Well, in his mind. Yes, okay. In my mind, in, in my from mind, his perspective. So much money. I mean, I'm not going to tell you the amount, but it's an absolute fortune. And it's not like, it's obviously for Chris, it's just money. I get it, right? He's not interested in world titles. He's not, you know, but for Connor, of course the money's important, but it's a little bit more personal for him. He wants to beat the granny out of Chris Eubank Jr., basically. And I'm just sick of this whole, you know, oh, Chris Eubank Jr.'s got to make 160 pounds. I mean, it's his fucking weight class. What? He's boxed at 160's last fight, the one before. I mean, he's supposed to fight, make 157 for the Conor Ben fight, which apparently he did. 
So what about Conor Ben having to come up two divisions and fight a man much easier than him? And this is the thing, what I said about Javonta. Chris Eubank Jr., I presume, thinks that it's an easy night's work against Conor Ben. Yet still he prices himself out of the fight. He can't make half of what he's going to fight make to make fight Conor Ben against anybody else that's available to him. I don't think he can make a third. So if you want to fight a middleweight or a tougher fight in your mind for half the money or a third of the money, congratulations, beautiful business decision. But I'm not, honestly, it's so boring. Like even DAZN have said to me now, can we just move on? Because we're actually bored of you even still trying to make the fight. You've tried to make it for six months. And on the offer that you've made him, if you can't get what, what just stop. And I'm like, no, no. In a minute, the penny's going to drop with him and the common sense is going to kick in. He's going to go, shit, actually, I watched Conor Ben at the weekend. I better take that fight quick and bank myself a nice few quid. How far are you out? I mean, look, Kala, he's Kala's fighter, right? He's under contract with Wasserman. Kala is pulling his barnet out, trying to make the fight and, you know... It's hey, just, I've it's got an idea for you, actually, yeah? This has never been done before. I just thought of it off the top of my head, yeah? Why don't you get Connor in here, yeah? Get a massive check. Go live on design. Oh, yeah, why don't you do that? Have you, oh, you've already done that, haven't you? <laughs> Have you forgotten this? You've forgotten he everything, didn't you? He absolutely did make the fight. Exactly. Shut not, up. That, not that tactic, it but... Did. It did. Oh, shut up. What? Because I wanted Carl Frampton to know what the offer was and how much it was, and that was the way to do it publicly. Oh, try it again, see what happens. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so for that at the moment, that is the first time I'm going to hear you say that's I'm dead not, in the water. I'm not going to, I said at the press conference in uh, Vegas, I'm not going to talk about Chris Eubank Jr. anymore about this fight. The, if they want the fight, they can come and get it, but we're moving on. We're getting Conor Ben a massive fight made for April, May. That is it. Okay. I did like the post. I thought it was very good. And the post I, and was I hilarious. Yeah. It's like, you know, they, it's amazing where it's like, I watched Jerry Maguire and I thought, what a great film. And I, it's only a few years after that I found out that it was actually based on me. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was actually a fan of the film. And then men's health, I mean, God. All these things. It's incredible. It's incredible journey. Amazing. Well done. And now we've got a head of um, fitness and well-being at Matrim. What? Did you not see the post yesterday? No. Um, My trainer. Peacock. Yes, Kai. um, I made the decision and the investment that he will train me full-time. And he will also take up the position of head of fitness and well-being at Matrim. So... It's a service that we're offering to our team here and our employees where Kaya will be available to them to train, to give them advice on nutrition, health, well-being. He'll put a well-being and fitness schedule together here in the office. And I think it's great for any company and it's something that we're very um, lucky to be able to offer to our team here. I think it's a great service. Can I get in on this? uh, No. But, but how great is it where you can come into office, you can, you can speak to people about 
how to feel better, feel hit, fitter, let Kai train you, have you know, yoga out there in the summer, runs out there in the mornings. I mean, he was around my house at six o'clock this morning, running, doing 10K. He's on me, because now he, he's full-time with me. So I come in the office, well, you got an hour? Let's go and do strength. Eat this, eat that. It's a, that's the kind of investment you should be making into you and your health. Welcome to the team, Kai Peacock. Okay. Um, very happy for you. Edward, in other news, um, Perspids are due soon for, I can't wait for this, even though I'm sceptical this will happen as well, Dalton Smith and Adam Azim. Yes. yes, what a fight. Absolutely. What a fight. Um, I posted it this morning, everyone's like, there's no way they'll let Azim take that fight. Why not? I, I mean, look, Dalton Smith, if he beats Zapida, he's well ahead of Adam Azim in terms of world ranking positions. And But that is a massive domestic fight. So can we just get... like I feel that you guys never really ask the questions. Can I... Uh, could I get give you some questions to ask? Because like I feel like last week when you got like Caroline Dubois, who took a fight that knew. And I'm not, this is not about Caroline; it's about a team. Because I feel like a lot of the fighters don't actually know the truth, right? She took a fight that disqualified her from fighting for the IBF World Title against Beatrice Ferreira. So as soon as she took that fight, she lost her opportunity to fight Beatrice Ferreira for the World Title. And they knew that going into the fight. And yesterday, the IBF sent a letter out saying Beatrice Ferreira is now fighting the next available for the world title. So Caroline is out. And they're trying to get another world title. But, like, no one says... Um, can I just ask you, you know that if you take this fight, you're going to lose the opportunity of fighting Beatrice Ferreira. Do you actually want to fight Beatrice Ferreira for the world title? Right? Now, in this situation... And this happened with React Poor against Opataya and previously Fraser Clark. But in this situation, can we just, can you ask one of your team, Colm or Andy or one of those guys, right, Joe, just to say this. Can you confirm that you will not be pulling out of negotiations or purse bid for this British boxing classic that all the fans want to see. Could you ask that question? Why don't you just tell, tell them? Because this is going to go on the internet anyway, mate. Well, it's not, but I'm not I'm asking. I'm asking you to say a message. I'm just saying it's going to get clipped. It. I just said it. Okay. But, you know, so next time, yeah, I don't know if you saw Eddie Hearn's interview recently, which obviously they did, right? But he, you know, he had a question for you guys. Can you confirm... You've got to do the mic for this one. Mate. Well, I'll do it. Can you confirm, can you confirm that you will not pull out of the Dalton Smith fight and you will give the British boxing public one of the best fights that can be made in this country? Please, can you confirm that? Because I want to hear... It's a great fight. Two of the best prospects in, in British boxing. Yeah. Listen... Both Dalton and Adam, regardless of the hype that we give each other, you know, that's the fight that breaks you out into a massive arena seller. Like, I can do that fight at Hillsborough. 
right? I don't know where Sky would want to do that fight. We are more than willing to listen to offers. I want Dalton in the biggest nights, but I'm making a play to do that fight at Hillsborough. And what a night it would be. We'll do it together. It doesn't matter. Like, I, don't, I don't care. We, if you want to do it, we do it. I don't care. Make the fight. Like, we, we think we win that fight. I'm sure Shane and those guys think Adam Azim makes his, wins that fight. Let the guys make their money. Because if I'm doing that at Hillsborough, I'm offering a fortune and I'm bidding a fortune. I was going to say, if it goes to bids, you're going to go in hard. Absolutely. Double hard. Because that's a brilliant fight. Brilliant. As is Caroline Dubois against Beatrice Ferreira. But it just, it, you know, as was Richard Rackpore against Opatai. Um, so I just hope that question will be asked. Let's just get it out in the open now. And let's, let's not, please just promise me one thing. Let's not do something that's really annoying and waste everyone's time. If you're going to pull out the fight, just vacate the title. It's a bit like, what's the other one that gets right on my tits at the moment? Isaac Chamberlain against Chev. Chev is the mandatory. They won't even mention the name. But, but, you know, Isaac Chamberlain against Chev for the British title. What a great fight. We offered Isaac a fortune for that fight. But they won't even mention the name. So you get to a point where they'll just vacate the title later on and waste everyone's time. But let's not get in that situation. Let's not keep the belt hostage. It's not even about the European title belt. Put the belt away. Make it a world title eliminator. But let's not waste everyone's time planning their career. So I ask you, rather than get to the day of the purse bid and pull out, I just ask you, Confirm now you're going to take that fight on wherever it goes. And I promise you and confirm, if we receive a fantastic offer from Sky, we will accept it. If we lose the purse bid, we are not pulling out the fight. That's all I ask you. Let the fighters make their money in an unbelievable arena stadium sellout. End of conversation. Fury's just posted on Instagram. Have you seen this? No way. Hold on. I've got people saying that I should retire or I'm going oh, to I saw that, yeah. That was a while ago. I ain't retiring anywhere. I've got two fights for Usyk for the Undisputed twice. Then I'm going to fight AJ at least once, maybe twice, if there's a rematch, if he wants one, after the first battering of him. And then I'm going to fight Ngannou again. And that's just a start. So there's five little fights for you. To, uh, I told you. This is what I told you. He's got the bit between his teeth. Good. I like seeing Tyson Fury like that. Good luck to him. And two Usyk fights. I believe there'll be one. Because I believe if he wins, His Excellency will make the AJ fight. If he beats Ngannou. But love it. Music to my ears. Music to my ears. Because guess what? AJ is going to knock Ngannou out. Then he's going to beat Hergovic, if that's what we have to do. And then he's going to knock out Tyson Fury. And then he might take on Usyk after that. Who knows? But that's what we're going to do. So I love this. I love to hear this. Boxing would be a worse or weaker place without Tyson Fury. Yeah? Keep him in the sport. Stay motivated. I love it. What's this? Everyone keeps leaking WhatsApps. 
not WhatsApps, Instagram DMs. It's like, who don't? No, just people do it. Like I, think, but, I feel like people in America do it more, but then like... To, to me, like, if you're having a business conversation... make you cautious about what you're putting in there? No, I just accept that's what... Um, you, to be fair, Javonte like half stuck it on me once in a DM and I thought, better actually sound a little bit tough here rather than just go, I'm so sorry, please don't hurt me because I knew he'd repost it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's great etiquette. Do you? I don't think so. But I mean, if, it depends the context of it. But I think like when you're discussing fights in China and money, and money yeah. for me, no, but each to their own. Um, ben Whitaker, fan or not a fan of uh, his style? I mean, you, all you ever want to do is make sure people remember and say your name, right? So in that respect, I think he done a he done a great job. I mean, what he I mean, uh, celebrating yesterday, hundred thousand followers. Like the you know, I always say about a stunning knockout, they go viral. So Ben went viral at the weekend, so that's massive for him. Um, he can really fight. Like this is not just a bloke that's like messing around. I mean, I don't really like the spinning round three sixty and the backhand. But the movement, like, he's an entertainer. You need entertainers. Half the people want to see him get chinned. Half the people love him. We've seen it before with Naz and with Eubank. Now, he's fighting horrendous opposition at the moment. And he doesn't need to be fighting those guys because he's really good. But I think, he, I think he'll always fight like that. I, I, maybe not the spins and the backhands. But I think he's, that's his style. And that's great. I mean... You know, but you're not talking about a guy who's just some joker. He's got amateur pedigree, he can really fight. And I think he's going to be in big fights. The one thing you've got to make sure you do is build them as ticket sellers. And I think that performance helps him because, you know, where are you boxing him? You box him around the country. But now with, with that, you need to make sure that he can put bums on seats. He's not a guy that has a, like a passionate following from a... And, I'm sure people from his from his own area will come out, but do you understand what I'm saying? He's not going to be selling two or three thousand tickets himself from Hen. So, but that performance puts him in a great position. I, I liked it. I mean, I can see why people might dislike him in that respect of of what he says in interviews, but also you understand it's a game and he plays the game. So, good luck to him. Did you watch Boatsy? No, we had obviously Connor was fine at the same time. So. Um, when how I thought it would go. I mean, I think Josh is a world-class light heavyweight and I think Dan Aziz is a British and European, Not you know, I think he's done amazing, he's a great fighter, but there's just levels between them and you saw that. So, um, you know, if I believe um, he, uh, Bivol will beat Betabiev, he's now mandatory to Bivol next year or whenever that's going to be and but obviously it's 75-25 split and he will be offered less than he was by us two years ago for that fight so I hope he now accepts it and Josh is a good fighter very good fighter I think I think he could have got some more momentum in his career but he's there now so good luck to him Any update on that legal situation? No, okay Okay, sense the tune, Coogan. Um, what can you tell us, Eddie? We're going to wrap this up very shortly. What can you tell us about latest developments on 5v5? 
have a meeting with George Warren on Friday. So the plan is that, obviously, as you know, two weight classes um, will be decided by Matrim, two weight classes will be decided by Queensbury, and the final weight class will be decided by His Excellency. So you will hear about those weight classes, but here's the fun part. They will not be announced until the press conference, the fight, not the weight classes. And that will come on the Joshua and Garnu fight week. So how good is it going to be? So I'll give you an example, right? So you go, I go, I don't know, lightweight, right? And he goes, light heavyweight, and so on. So for the weeks leading up to the press conference, you don't know who our pick's going to be, and nor do they. So when we get there and we go, Eddie, you chose lightweight, who is your pick? And I go, Andy Cruz. And they go, oh, shit. And vice versa. Right? Now. How are you going to keep this all secret? Now, the one thing we've got to decide with George's and Frank, is there a transfer window deadline? So say that George goes, my pick is... I don't know, super middleweight. And we get to the presser and he goes, super middleweight. My pick is Zach Parker. And I go, okay. My pick is Canelo Alvarez. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a deadline that you can bring a fighter in? Because I don't, I don't necessarily think it should be like that. Do you know what I mean? Or it's up to you to get the best fighter you can in that weight class. Yeah, it's not a case if they have to be under contract to either so, so promoter. His Excellency comes in and says, heavyweight. And then George steps up at the presser and goes, Daniel Dubois. And I say, Deontay Wilder. Right? For example. I think that's quite interesting. It's another little dimension to the tournament. Or Anthony Joshua. Oh, yeah, it could be. Okay, so is this actually all happening, or is this stuff that you're going to suggest? This is, yeah, we, on Friday, we're talking about how the structure all works, you know, the weight divisions that could be selected, how it's going to be announced, the press conference, everything. And obviously, George has got to be, George has got his ideas, I've got my ideas, and we'll go from there. Okay, um, just a quick one. Um, your domestic lineup you've announced, how do you. How does it compare, in your opinion, to Sky's one that they have partly announced, but we know the possibility of another two fight nights in possibly Taylor Catra or possibly uh, Billum Smith and Riakpour? Compared to their domestic schedule, how do you think yours compares? I mean, when you talk about confirmed fights, their domestic schedule right now is what? Well, Wardley Clark, but I did add the other two in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean so at, at the moment, how does my schedule compare to Wardley Clark? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a huge show on March 23rd in Sheffield. Um, Dalton Smith against the Paid Up, brilliant fight. Sandy Ryan against Terry Harper, great fight. Um, Ishmael Davis against Troy. I mean, it's a tremendous card. Obviously, we've got the McGrail um, rematch on a next gen. Um, but also, more importantly, 
I mean, also, sorry, we've got John Gill against Zelfa Barrett, big card in Manchester. But we've also got ourselves three huge fights that we're on the verge of making and announcing. So I think until the schedule's done from both sides, we can then look at them. But great, I mean, I think it's hopefully their schedule, hopefully they get all those fights done or maybe they don't get any of them done or maybe they get one of them done. And then you look at the ones we make. But at the moment, you're asking me to compare one okay, show. Fair enough. We I'm just saying. The, okay. And, yeah, so. Oh, it's a bit of an unfair like, question. Yeah, yeah, but could have a and Dalton Smith sung in there from one of you guys. They can have it. If they pay the right money, I will not stop Dalton Smith from taking that fight. Um, but, they're, you know, they're, they're being aggressive, which is great. I want, everybody to, I want everybody to put a great schedule on. It's great for boxing. We will be making a minimum of two, maybe three huge domestic Irish fights. And I'm sure they will as well. I'm sure Frank will. We all want to do that. We want to make sure that British boxing remains strong. Okay. Well, Joshua Ngannou, March the 8th. Yeah. It's all going down. Right, just in five words, sum up Joshua Ngannou. You can't pick more than five words. Think about it for a second if you want. Two man mountains explode imminently. <laughs> Love it. Eddie Hearn, thank, oh, yeah. thank you very Saturday much. You haven't even mentioned Saturday night. We're leaving it for Frank Smith. Oh, okay. We're leaving it Saturday for Frank Smith this week. Tomorrow, we've got a cracking little fight on Saturday night. Next gen, granted, but still, Liam Dillon, the young British champion against Reese Bellotti. Old school British and Commonwealth tear up. Great card. And I would like to say one thing as well, by the way. Craig Richards is in a great fight. Craig Richards is not next gen. Granted, I saw your comments on Twitter but he needs to fight because he's going to be in a big fight and that was the perfect date. So it's actually a bonus fight added to the card. Cameron Vong steps up against Ishmael Ellis. Really good fight. Shannon Ryan's in a great fight as well. John Hedges. Many of our other young stars as well sold out at the Indigo on Saturday. Um, Frank Smith. Right. So this, like, this is how it goes, right? So they go to me, Eddie, you're not needed for the press conference. On I'm actually around, right? Eddie, you're not needed for the press conference on Thursday. Sorry? Yeah, Frank's going to do the press conference. Frank Smith. Yeah, obviously, you know, we're bringing him through and next gen, young feel to it. I'm like, wait, what a liberty. It makes sense, it does, actually. It does. Listen, obviously, it's a hard act to follow, but let, let him try. They cheat a little bit. They have like a sofa and they're asking him questions. You know what I mean? I told him, you should just go out and do the full spiel. But obviously, hard to walk in the footsteps of legends. Fucking hell. <laughs> Thank, go, thank you very much. Ed, do you know what? I actually so forgot what, to ask you about something. No, but I actually forgot to ask you something. About who wins out of Carl Froch and Big John Fury. Oh. I can't believe I didn't actually ask you about it. Um, you'd have to fancy Carl Froch, really, slightly on the younger side. Obviously, the fight will never happen, but it's all been a lot of fun, watching them backwards and forwards. I don't know. Who's uh, aggravated who? Or are they just, I don't know. Is it just a game now? Yeah. It's good. It's enjoyable. All right, okay. But you back the Cobra. Always. Okay. Thanks, Ed. Sports Social Podcast Network.